Hi everyone, hi, come on down. We have a wonderful show for you today. Welcome to the Drew Barrymore Show Weekly Recap Podcast. My name, as always, is Abby Sullivan. We have a jam-packed show for you today, so shut the fuck up. Thank you. Thanks. Where to even begin? What we have for you this week is our normal recap, of course. I have a guest recapper. I play a game with one of my friends called Drooperty. And that particular game is in honor of the Drew Barrymore Show's themed week. The Drew Barrymore Show has brought back the concept of themed weeks. It's been so long, I feel like, since we've had one of these to recap. It's game show week. It's game show week on the show, and I thought we could play a fun game with you. So it's game show week, and we're going to bring in some game show energy. It's game show week, Ross. <laughs> and it's game show week, so we're going to do things a little differently. And lucky for us, it's game show week. As you just heard, and I'm sure you can gather, the theme week of this week was game shows. And folks, I I am so excited to talk about this. This was the best week of this show I have seen in a very long time. It just seemed so together. It seemed so together, which... Uh, you know, it's kind of sad that I'm <laughs> this excited about that, but it's true. I mean, they had so many, first of all, they had a ton of A-list celebrity guests. They played a ton of games that they gave out an incredible amount of prizes worth tens of thousands of dollars. It included a car, a vacation. I don't really know how that vacation prize works during COVID, but Maybe it's like a voucher for later. I don't know. It was unbelievable. Every sh- every episode had a special guest that related to game shows. I cannot wait to get into this because this was such a good week. I can't even get over it. <sighs> so I guess I got to just calm down for a second. Take it one step at a time like Drew Barrymore and start my week with Monday. I knew right away Sunday night when I saw the preview for this coming week that I was going to have a ball (laughs) watching this show in the mornings. Monday's guest was Dakota Johnson. I used to love picking through your hair. What good times. Yeah, we should do that again sometime. Uh, If you know me and my pop culture opinions well... You know that I am absolutely obsessed with Dakota Johnson. I have never seen a, a film that she's done. Maybe I never will. Who knows? Uh, what, what I know her from is her talk show presence. She has such an air of strangeness that you can't look away from. And it is sort of similar to Drew. It's like she and Drew Barrymore have different energies easily. Dakota Johnson's very calm, very even keeled, and Drew Barrymore is like bouncing off the walls, but they're both products of like film dynasties, and both um, had been working since they were like children. So they both have an air of sort of unrelatability that is fascinating, fascinating to me. Of course, Dakota Johnson famous for the Ellen interview that pretty much... (laughs) set i i think that alone started the 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 domino effect of ellen's 
what I would call Ellen's downfall. The famous quote, of course, being, no, that's not the truth, Ellen. I hear it in my mind all day, every day. But something interesting happened. I don't, I, I'm not going to play a clip because, you know, it doesn't pertain directly to the Drew Barrymore show, but she was on Jimmy Fallon recently. And one of my other favorite Dakota Johnson pieces of work is her architectural digest. Uh, you know, when she brings, it's like a tour. She brings you around her house and she has that like beautiful green kitchen that has a huge bowl of limes sitting on the counter. And she says, I love limes. So she revealed on the, and it's actually, I quote that a lot too. And she says in this Jimmy Fallon interview that she was lying. She's actually allergic to limes. So now that made me a little bit wary. This is all background coming back around to the Drew Barrymore interview where she said this. Did you or did you not used to make reservations at restaurants under the name George Clooney as to get the best table? No, it wasn't even to get the best table. It was just to get a reservation. <laughs> but yeah, I did not. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm starting to think that she might be a pathological liar, which is awesome. I, I think that makes it even better. There's a certain, uh, there's a, a, an uncertainty now <laughs> whether or not she can be trusted in that Ellen interview. And I love that. I, that only makes me love the whole scenario more. Then to kind of tie in the game show aspect a little bit more, they did a segment, she's done it before, it's called Designed by Drew. So she takes a VFF um, who has a design dilemma in their house and she helps them affordably redesign that space. And then she ends up like ultimately giving them all the stuff for free and like a gift card to Bed Bath & Beyond or whatever. I don't know. So that she did that this time, but it had a spin, a game show spin where it was kind of like the price is right. Um, so this woman in particular was having Drew redesign her bathroom. She had um, the contestant, the VFF, guess what each item costs. And this woman was like a total, like, I know so many women like this, like total, just I'm sure got everything in her current bathroom at the Christmas tree shop, as she should, by the way, some of my happiest childhood memories are at the Christmas tree shop, local, towny, Bostonian. <laughs> this is how it went. We've got some budget friendly secrets. How much do you think these are? I'm going to say uh, $25.99. $33. How much do you think these are? I'm going to say those are $15. They're under 20. How much do you think that these are? $15. They're each under 30. <laughs> wow. Now, um, what do you think that is? Let me guess. You think it's $2, don't you, Carl? <laughs> no, it's 20. Uh, okay, let's see. It's $39, Cara. So how much do you think this is? Let me guess, 50 cents. Um, I'm a bargain shopper, Drew. Um, I think it's $10 for the hook. I'm sure it's more. $23. <laughs> How much do you think this is, Cara? Um, I'm going to say the bath mat is $15. No, Cara, it's $39. <laughs> it's twice what you thought it was. On to a great start, on to a great start. All right, Tuesday. All of the lights. Kind of the lights in here, baby. Extra bright on my 
All of the lights. All of the lights. All of the lights. You, you get it. That sample that I used um, to produce that piece of music was uh, <laughs> uh, from Drew's interview with Matthew McConaughey. I would like to be buried under an avocado tree. I would. Yes. Like, really? I mean, on their A game with the guest this week, I can't say that enough. But he actually was not the guest I was most excited for. The guest I was most excited for on Tuesday was none other than Vanna White. The Vanna White, who I've never actually seen speak besides like the um, like little ads for vacations they do in between Wheel of Fortune rounds. So I was amped. Who doesn't love Vanna White? And who doesn't want to know more about her? So this was great. And through the interview, they played a game. It was like a quiz game. How much do you know about uh, Wheel of Fortune trivia? Drew actually got an answer to a question she asked the ether on Monday. Pat, I'd like to buy a vowel. I always wonder how much those costs. By what amount has the price of buying a vowel increased since the show's premiere? It has not increased. No increase on vowels. $250 from the start. I have always wondered that. I, they never say how much vowels cost, to my knowledge, on Wheel of Fortune. So I took away uh, a piece of information that I don't think I will ever forget. When parties exist again, I'm just going to be going around like, hey, did you know? Hey, did you know that the cost of vowels on Wheel of Fortune has not gone up ever? And it has always been worth $250. And then everyone will applaud. And then I will just wrap up Tuesday by saying Drew's News, of course, incredible. They are just on their A game right now. been a fan of the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile since birth. I am a major Wienermobile girl. All right. And with that, I think we shall move on to Wednesday. On Wednesday, the big game show guest was Drew Carey. And if you think they didn't make a huge deal out of them having the same name, <laughs> well, you're about to feel pretty silly. My dossier for you, I kept going, I've never done that. Why do they keep saying Drew? And I'm like, I did the same thing. It's... I was talking to Jen, your producer, and she was like, and then Drew's going to do it. I was like, whoa, you got to use some code word <laughs> or something. Cause that's not I was confusing. like, I've never been to that place. Why are they saying, oh, it's for, yes, it's true. He's been there, not me. Yeah. It's funny how parallel our names and lives are. I will say if you're a fan of comedy like I am, it actually is a really great interview. I've said it a thousand times, I'll say it again. It's great when she interviews comedians. I forgot, I always forget Drew Carey used to be a stand-up. Um, he tells some pretty great stories, actually, like about his stand-up days. So um, if you're interested, definitely look that up on YouTube. On Wednesday's Drew's News, Drew and Ross brought a third person into the Drew's News set um, physically. Usually they bring someone in via Zoom. This time, uh, this woman, Deborah Norville, was sitting right in the middle of the Drew's News desk in between Ross and Drew. Um, now, she they covered a lot of stories during this. I personally um, don't really know much about 
um, this woman, Deborah. So I'm going to bring in someone to help me. And that person is going to be my friend, Sarah. Now, my friend, Sarah, has been a wonderful supporter of this podcast from the very beginning. I'm so excited to finally have her on. Um, and she does happen to know a little bit about Deborah Norville. So why don't you, without further ado, Sarah, please take it away. I'm super excited to be here, Abby. Obviously, huge fan of the show, everything you're doing here. Yeah, so Deborah Norville, I love the way you introduced that because that was one of my biggest, the funniest things about her appearance is to the outward eye, it does seem that she just luckily found her way into Drew Barrymore's show. Please welcome the tireless, the brilliant Deborah Norville. <laughs> studio every day. It's so nice to have the door open and to see people in here. She is the host for 26 years now of uh, a show called Inside Edition. It was my first big girl job in TV and I was really lucky to work with her. I have no nothing but good things to say about Miss Norville. However, the experience <laughs> uh, was just as chaotic as her appearance, in my opinion. <laughs> when I saw her there, I was like, who orchestrated this? Was this her idea? Did Drew Barrymore even know she existed? <laughs> they, they do share the same studio floor. I looked it up and I think that she might have just said like, hey Drew, I don't have a lot going on today, slow news day what's up and they let her in which is pretty much I think how most CBS shows function they just kind of pass some talent back and forth but I love Deborah. this segment was so Deborah and so her personality and so the way I knew her I don't want to say that she has no idea who I am but um, she's a big preacher of gratitude and that's like the main kind of thing that she talks on on this segment Deborah Norville thank you I'm so honored to be sharing especially a news desk with you and knowing how much you value gratitude and good news and good stories. It was an honor to get oh. to tell some of those with you, you today. And what I love about this is they don't plug any of Deborah's books like specifically and the most recent book that Deborah Norville wrote. Deborah Norville is the most recent co-author of the chicken soup for the soul books for teens yes abby the most recent edition she is a co-author and they don't even mention that on the show they don't even mention it wow deborah norville is treated and i i think the way they they treat her even though it seems to me like she's not really again a well-known name as though she's this like matriarch the story goes that she was up to be the the next like Good Morning America anchor, like basically on track to be Diane Sawyer. But I'm pretty sure sexism forced her into like C-list television such as Inside Edition. And that's why she's there today. She started her career. She won Miss Georgia as a, as a teen right before college. And that's how she paid for college to go to journalism school. Um, she told me this personally. Her talent was sewing, which I think is awesome. She won. She won a beauty pageant for oh. her talent being sewing. And I think that's just fun and neat. But another segment that they do with Deborah is there's a craft segment with some dried flowers. And she talks about how important it is for her to make things. They never get old because they're already dead. Yes. So. <laughs> I practice what I preach. So I did this installation with hammer and nail. That's beautiful. Thank you. Oh, that's great. What is that that's um, on the windows there? I don't know. It was really cute. It was really sweet. But she's definitely really into crafts. Deborah Norville 
owns her own brand of yarn. The last kind of story they talked about, which again was so strange, it was about the Super Bowl. Basically, they talk about how the Super Bowl, uh, some people, Budweiser specifically, are pulling out their ads um, and donating the money that they would have spent on the ads for uh, vaccine distribution and COVID research, which is great. Um, why Deborah had to talk about that, I'm not sure. Like, again, it's the chaos of what must go on at West 57th is truly insane because it's like she just appeared and said whatever. That's amazing. Yeah. Incredible. So no Clydesdales this year, mm -mm. but we get COVID vaccines instead. I'll take that switch. And that's my story. Wow. <laughs> well, thank you so much. That definitely, for me, shed a lot of clarity onto what was going on. So um, thank you so much for being here, Sarah, and lending your insight into this segment. My inside edition. <laughs> And with that, I think we'll end Wednesday. Now, instead of jumping right to Thursday, first, we have a special treat for you. We have a brand new game to debut. I teased it in the intro. It's called Drooperty. We will recap Thursday and Friday as scheduled right after this game break. I'm so excited. My One of my best friends in the world, Molly, is the first guest ever to play this game. Let's get to it. Hi, Molly. How are you? Hi, Abby. I am so excited. Um, I am so glad to finally have you as a guest on the show. You're one of my most loyal listeners. I have truly been waiting for this day to be asked to be on your podcast. <laughs> okay, so it's game show week on the Drew Barrymore show. So to celebrate that, we're going to play a spin on one of my favorite game shows of all time, Jeopardy. This is called Drooperty. Do so not let Alex Trebek down. No. So um, uh, basically, this is uh, just like regular Jeopardy, except there are no categories. You won't be selecting a category. The only category is Drew Barrymore, of course. Of course. And also, uh, there's no real time limit on the question. We'll kind of feel it out as we go along. But like regular Jeopardy, each question is a statement and you have to answer in the form of a question like what is or who is. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay, perfect. Are you ready to begin? I am so ready. Let's play Drooperty. Okay, oh, let me yeah. let me shuffle the cards. Okay. We'll get a random one. Okay, let's start with this one. Drew starred along alongside Timothy Oliphant in this Netflix series that I'm still so pissed got canceled, and also her character eats people. Oh my god! <laughs> you mention this show all the time on your podcast. And I'm drawing a blank. Okay. Hold on. When you, as soon as you say it, I'm going, oh, oh, what is Santa Clara diet? S Santa Clara. Santa Clara? <laughs> it's a town in California. Santa Clara. So close. <laughs> Santa. <laughs> Santa something diet. I don't know the, the middle part of it. All right, listen. <laughs> I, I can't in good faith. If you think about Alex Trebek, like, would he give that to you? Is it Santa Clara diet? You're so close. Oh, my God. I will give you one more guess, and it can't be Santa Clara again. It starts with Santa, correct? Yes. It's it Santa. starts with Santa Clara. 
I literally don't know. I've got to call time. Okay, what's the answer? It's Santa Clarita diet. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that. I was close, though. You were you were so close. Okay. Okay. So I'm 0 for 8, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> the Drew Barrymore Show uses this technology to interview guests in L.A. It makes other talk shows green with envy. And again, you've mentioned it on your podcast before. Oprah used it to yes. interview the Obamas. Yes, correct. I just don't remember the name of the technology, so... <laughs> There's a hint in the clue. Okay, reread it. The Drew Barrymore Show uses this technology to interview guests in LA. It makes other talk shows green with envy. Okay, so they use like a very large green screen? That's correct! <gasps> Yay! Okay. I'm sorry. What is a green screen? Okay, the next one. This bright color is the official color of the Drew Barrymore Show. <sighs> what is orange? Oh my, no, I'm sorry. Wait, okay. What, okay, what's the answer? It's yellow. Damn it, I almost guessed yellow because that's the color of your podcast colors. I almost guessed yellow. <laughs> Drew's directorial debut, 2009's Whip It, was about this unusual sport. I know this. Um, what is roller derby? Yes, correct. Yay. Incredible. Have you ever seen that movie? I have not. It's on <gasps> my list. It's on my we list. have to watch it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Drew is the youngest person ever to host this late night sketch comedy show. What is Saturday Night Live? Yes, correct. Wow. Wow. Seven. Okay. You're making me feel confident in my Drew Barrymore knowledge. I know. You're you're picking up steam. Yeah, she was seven in 1982. She hosted. That's awesome. Drew <laughs> collabed with this comedic actor once every 10 years for the last three decades. Who is Adam Sandler? That's correct. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Drew's successful film production company, goes by this garden variety name. Hint is in the clue again. So something to do with a garden, I'm assuming. Yes. I, for whatever, I don't know. I want to say like, for some reason, what is flower power? That's the only thing I can think oh, of. Oh, you're so close. Take one word off of it. What is flower? Yes, correct. Wow. Yeah. Okay, okay. That makes me feel better. This one I don't know if you'll get, but we'll see. This is the last one. Let's see if you can bring it home strong. These two angels were Drew's first guests on the Drew Barrymore show. Oh. Who is Lucy Liu? Half correct. What's the other? Who is Camera Cameron Diaz? Yes, correct. <gasps> oh my gosh, I'm so excited. All right, let's tally up your wins. Let's see if you won the first ever game of Drooperty. Six out of eight correct. That's good, and I basically got the first question correct for the record. Well, anytime you play Drooperty, you better invite me because this is one of my favorite games. I will. You did incredible. Thank you so much for stopping by the show. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. That was 
pretty fun. That's my new favorite game, Drooperty. All right, now back to business. This is a recap podcast after all, folks. It's not all fun and games. Let's get serious. We have to talk about Thursday. Oh, I'm so glad you like it. Oh my God, Dan, I don't like it. This episode began with Drew making a grand entrance in a banana costume. A banana costume uh, <laughs> um, as a nod to the show Let's Make a Deal, where people dress up like maniacs. And so she interviewed, she pretty much launched <laughs> pretty immediately into an interview with Wayne Brady and like was asking him questions while <laughs> in this banana suit. Then they brought in a VFF and played a round of Let's Make a Deal. All very fun and exciting. In a later cooking segment, we learned that Drew has... It, she cooked with an air fryer. That was the premise of this cooking segment. This The air fryer she was using wasn't a flower home air fryer. It was a different company. But she was saying she has stock, like a stake in this company. And she's invested in it that makes this air fryer... And the concept of the air fryer is that it's beautiful. It's a pretty air fryer. I think she has too many things. Does that make sense? I mean, she has flower home. She has flower beauty. Obviously, flower films, which is like, I think the most, to me, the most relevant of her franchises. She sells blue light glasses now under the flower banner. And now she has an air fryer? Well, I don't, she, this need, I think she need, it needs to be narrowed down a little bit. It's not fair to me (laughs) to be expected to keep up with all this stuff. Well, it's Friday. Lady Gaga. (laughs) Okay, so it's the end of Game Show Week. I don't ever want to hear that. I love Game Show Week so much. (laughs) I totally agree. We're all winners. Oh, that's exactly how I feel too. I can't believe this week is coming to a close. I'm really sad about it, mostly because I don't know how they're going to ever top this. Um, I hope that they do, but this was peak Drew Barrymore show to me. The first guest to round off game show week was Leah Remini, interestingly enough. Like, I want to be your daughter. I'm not kidding. I am obsessed with Leah Remini, mostly because of Scientology and the Aftermath. She starred on one of the most popular TV sitcoms of all time, The King of Queens. And she's also an activist, a wife, a mother, an author. Which they interestingly did not mention. Um, That show just ended. It just got put on Netflix. I know because I rewatched the whole series from beginning to end. Yes, rewatched because I watched it all as it aired live. But I guess now Leah Remini's hosting a People Magazine crossword puzzle game show on the Game Show Network. And so that's what she was here to promote. Not my thing as much (laughs) as the Scientology stuff. I would love, Drew, please DM me your thoughts on Scientology. I would be fascinated to know. And in fact, Drew, I am formally inviting you to come on my show to talk about Scientology because I just want to know. I know you've been around it. What are your thoughts? You have to have stories. I bet you do. Okay. Drew's news. Am I the only male co-star you haven't kissed, Drew? (laughs) (laughs) Yet. It's early. I mean, do you even fantasize about that, Ross? Probably not. We gotta go to break. (laughs) Yes. 
I love to end the week with an awkward interaction between Ross and Drew. Their chemistry is explosive. All right, well, that just about does it for Game Show Week. Thank you so much to Kanye West and Rihanna. I think that's parody for you. I think I'm okay. This has been an incredible week. I have never been more excited to see what's in store for next week uh, than I am right now. Um, I'm, I'm feeling re-energized, uh, reinvigorated with love for the show. Um, I think I think it's it's really good. I was thinking, I think stocks are on everybody's mind this week. I wish there was a stock market for TV and film. But I would have invested in the Drew Barrymore show when it was worth like negative $100. And now, just about now, I think that value would start to be getting a little bit stronger. I think it would be coming out of the negatives. That's what this episode, I think, signals to me. I, I'm amped for next week. So please tune in. Please, in the meantime, follow my Twitter and Instagram. Both are at TDBS Weekly Recap. All right, I'll see you back here next Friday for another TDBS Weekly Recap.